Welcome to Connect to Joy. Your host, Carol DeShane, is an intuitive spiritual guide for practical matters and Marconic multidimensional energy practitioner. Her quest is to help you realize new possibilities, discover and release what holds you back, and enable you to manifest an inspired life filled with joy. Join us on this journey of transformation. Now, here's your host, Carol DeShane. Hello, beautiful spirits. Welcome to the show. Today I'm posing the question, how do you know? How do you know when you've made the right decision or what decision to take? How do you know which path to take or if you're on the most advantageous path for you? How do you know whether to stick with a relationship, whether it's a significant other relationship, a friendship, or another type of connection? How do you know which career path to follow or if it's time to change directions? These are interrelated and yet separate too. So today I'm going to talk about using others as a sounding board, using your intellect to know, using your emotion to know, using your intuition or your spiritual connection to know, removing any blocks to making those choices and decisions and what those blocks look like, and knowing this, specifically what that feels like. And then I'll wrap the whole thing up. So when I ask you, how do you know? I'm asking how you know what to do when facing a choice or a decision. What do you rely on? On others helping you decide? On your logical mind? Your emotions pulling you in a direction? On your intuition and the sense something is right? Do you pray or meditate about it? Or do you just get an inner knowingness? There are no right or wrong answers on how you know. But ask yourself as I go through the different options, how do I go about making these choices and decisions right now? And then feel into each way to see if there will be a better way for you to do it in the future, a way that may make the answers you seek just a little clearer for you. Let's start with using other people as a sounding board for making decisions, the good way to do it and maybe the not quite so healthy way. The not so healthy way may consist of, I have no idea what choice to make, so I'm going to just do what someone else says blindly. Or, I can't decide between two choices, and I'm going to let someone else talk me into doing one because I'm going to use their reason and their logic, and maybe their emotional persuasion as to what they think is right for me. Asking a parent, a spouse, or a best friend can be a great sounding board, but they can definitely think they know what's right for you, even if it wouldn't be your first choice, or maybe a choice you would ever make. If you usually follow their advice, they may get angry or annoyed that you didn't listen or feel like you've wasted their time. The better way to ask someone about your choices or the decision might be you have a couple of choices and you want to see someone else's perspective, but you listen to your reactions to what they say. Does their logic feel false or wrong to you? Do their emotional reasons leave you cold or feel right? Listening to what others say can help you get clarity if you don't just get persuaded without listening to yourself. Make sure they know in advance you're just using them for a sounding board, to the pros and cons, what the options are, and currently how you feel about them. Sometimes we know by the options they give us what doesn't feel like the right choice or decision, so we really aren't wasting their time. Now, at one point in my life, I had a friend who would ask for my opinion on what to do or what decision to make quite a bit. I gave her my input, 
and she never took my advice. It got a little annoying after a while, and I indeed did feel like she was wasting my time. But at some point, she told me that my input made her choices clearer and what she didn't want, which helped her know what direction to go and what she did want. And then I went, oh, oh, okay. As long as what I'm saying is not a waste of my time, I'm happy to listen to you and help you. Because she literally said, what do you think? What advice would you give me? Otherwise, I don't know if I would have given her advice. Now, you can ask these people that you're talking to to first listen to you and then give you their input. They may say things you don't, which might impact your decision one way or the other. It's good to have another eye sometimes. Switching over if you tend to use your brain and stick with logic in the first place or fall back on it when you can't decide, it will usually look like this. You may make a pros and cons list either in your head or written down. You look for the most benefits and the least drawbacks. You may or may not check in with others, your emotions or your intuition, and most people who are intellectual use their logic, will still double check with either other people or their emotions or their intuition, even if they aren't aware they do so on the last two. Looking at the pros and cons list, some people just go with the longer of the two but you really need to weigh each one for importance to you and maybe even number them in importance if you think you need to. If you're looking at a new job and one of the negatives is the two-hour commute and you have a young family, that may be the one overriding reason that makes you reject the offer, even if there are a lot of positives on the other side. On the other hand, if you're single, you may feel like that isn't the deciding factor because the pay, the other benefits, and the career building part of it may override the commute easily. And you may see your choice clearly to moving closer if the job works out for you so that the commute would be nothing. Even though you look at it logically, you can probably tell that some emotions may sneak in. In the example I just gave, not wanting to be away from your family for four hours on top of the job hours you're going to have, it's probably at least a partially emotional decision. Hopefully, you've checked in with your spouse about it as well is they may have something to say. So let's look the next section at making an emotional decision. Even if you don't make these, this may help you understand other people that you may even complain about that do this. If you make an emotional decision, what might that look like? It might seem like the decision is made instantaneously upon being given choices. You might cry or have some outer reaction that proves to you which way to go, but other people may have no clue what that means to them when they're looking at you. You might have a gut reaction, which can be emotional or intuitive, but I think of this as an emotional connection to your body. Like I said, it could be both, and I'll talk about that later. Others looking at you will think you haven't used logic at all and wonder how the heck and maybe even why the heck you came to the decision you did because it doesn't make any sense to someone was more logical. From the inside, sometimes an emotional decision has a lot of feeling in the body more than just that gut reaction. You might feel queasy if it's the wrong decision or get lighter and feel happy as in happy tears even when it feels right. If it's what you might consider the wrong decision, choice, or path, you might even get a panic attack or get physically sick when you're supposed to be doing whatever your subconscious considers not the best choice. You may not have actually made a choice yet when the physical or emotional symptoms come upon you. If you're connected to the way you make decisions and choices, then you'll recognize them for whatever they mean to you. But if you're not, 
you may have no idea what's going on. And as for the intuition and spiritual connection, some think of these as the same thing and they are connected, but let me look at them separately first. Intuitively, do you have a yes and no go-to for your intuition? Do you feel something in your body? Get a precise thought that forms. Hear voices in your head. Maybe you feel a sense of deja vu that you've been there before and either know you should do something or you shouldn't. Or just know, which is part of intuition, but I'll go into that separately in a bit. If you don't listen to your intuition, you probably aren't overly connected to it. The phrase, use it or lose it, is directly applicable to your intuition. If you don't listen to it, it stops trying and it's really, really quiet and you have to really go for it. You probably didn't listen to your intuition if in hindsight you thought, I knew it. I should have done that or paid more attention to myself. The intuition was there. You just ignored it. I asked my higher self to give me a sign when something was good for me, meaning a yes versus when something was more of a no. And then I spent some time refining it. If you do that, pay particular attention to what your body does or doesn't do when you say, okay, this is a yes. What does that feel like? If you get pain or a muscle contraction and it's too much for you, ask or command, if necessary, your higher self, your guides, or whomever you want to connect to tone it down. You're the one in your body, and it or they don't have that connection. So be sure you feel okay with whatever yes or no signs they give you. And this is where intuition and spiritual guidance can intersect, obviously. If you feel a particular emotional feeling or something in your body when you start knowing an answer, It could be deeper than just emotions. It could be your inner guides or your intuition speaking through your emotions. So just pay attention and try to link what you feel with the answers you're seeking. Just because you may hear a voice or voices guiding you doesn't make you crazy. If it's a destructive voice hurting you or others, make sure you ban the voice from your thoughts and you get help if you need it. You can do that in lots of different ways. One of my favorite ways of Getting rid of a negative voice that I really don't want is flushing it down the toilet. I just feel like it's gone forever when I do that. Now, sometimes it's that little voice that's the devil on your shoulder. And it may just be your subconscious pointing out fears what might happen. A kind of early warning system. So don't let that bother you. I even thank the little devil on my shoulder that says, thank you so much for letting me know that's a possibility. I'm not going to focus on that right now. Just be sure you also can hear the angel on your other shoulder, as they say, the devil and the angel, and not just the negative. Sometimes something may seem familiar, and that's how we know what to choose or what path to take. We know because it just feels right at a deeper level than than just emotions. Or on the other hand, it just feels wrong. It doesn't feel like the way we want to go. Intuition is a huge thing. We all have it, but we don't always trust ourselves when we get an answer. We want to kind of dissect it if we're into logic or our emotions or check in with others to see if the intuitive answer makes sense. I actually went to school for those types of classes to connect and trust myself when things came out of my mouth. And that was huge. And now I trust my intuition much more than I ever did before. What about connecting to a higher power? You might think you should start there and it certainly can't hurt. But I usually like to check in with me Physically in this body first, usually I raise my vibration first and then see how I feel. And after that, I connect to a higher power and ask again. But you can do whatever feels right to you. Other than that, you can attach to your higher power by praying. 
You can meditate. You can take some time doing something you love, which generally raises your vibration if you don't know how to do it any other way. And then ask. You can just talk to your higher self or ask your guides, which we all have for information and direction. And a lot of times you're sitting back going, ask me, I can help you. Especially if you don't do it very often or you forget to ask when it's an important situation. Now, the most important thing to do after asking is then what? Mm -hmm, I say it all the time. Be sure to listen. Otherwise, don't even bother asking. There's no point. You may hear something on a TV show, an advertisement, or a song may come on that answers your question, gives you the direction you need. I even had a phrase in a movie once that came on and I thought, wow, well, this movie's really stupid, but that answers my question. I wasn't even thinking about it at the moment, but I had asked about it earlier in the day. You may overhear a stranger saying something and a phrase gets to you, which may or may not be exactly the context you need, but the phrase itself answers your question. Someone may come back in your life you don't expect and say something that answers your question. And maybe someone you're happy to see or someone not so much, but still they help you without knowing it. So many ways to hear if we just listen. Before I get to the last way, answering that question, how do you know, let me address blocks that may come up to knowing. See if these sound familiar. Maybe you think you want to do something, but a fear shows up. Now, for example, you aren't sure you can leave a relationship because then you'll be alone and you don't know if you deserve better. Or maybe you fear no one else will ever show up. The same way may be said for a a job that you have. You know it isn't the best for you, but you're afraid you'll fail at either finding a new one or you'll find it and it'll be worse than the one you have. Maybe you get a job that you have to know more and you think you'll fail. Fear may show up in a lot of different ways, and sometimes we can't even recognize it. You might get defensive in your choices and decisions because the knowingness wasn't there when you made the decision, and you really aren't sure you went the right way. So you get defensive if someone asks you questions, or you might even get angry. You might get a physical sickness that may come up to block you from doing something. And then, of course, you can't blame yourself, right? That wasn't your fault. And it's not a fault. It's just that maybe your subconscious says, this isn't right for you. What is the best way to stop her from going somewhere? Or the best way he won't do this thing that he thinks he has to do? Oh, let's make her sick. Let's make him sick so he's contagious and he can't go somewhere. And you don't plan on it, obviously. It just happens. Or someone else may make a decision that shuts you down. So what you want seems to be farther away or impossible. But it wasn't you that did that. But this block comes up. (laughs) Blocks are so interesting. I've realized a while back that a block can be a real gift. And let me explain what I mean by that. Sometimes a block is simply showing you how much you want something. And it's worth going after. It may show that you do have fears you have to work through before you can be on a path or in a relationship that works best for you. And it gives you time then to look at it. You may not feel like you deserve the results on the other side of a choice. So you'll have to work through any feelings of, I'm good enough or smart enough, those undeserving and unworthy thoughts and feelings may be buried deep in your subconscious and the block comes up so you'll have a chance to look at them and work through them. The block could also be showing you that this isn't the direction you need to go in. Maybe you just need to adjust the choice or the decision or even choose another route entirely. Only you can feel into this to know. So don't freak out if a block comes up. 
If you feel or just know the direction you want to take and something comes up, it definitely doesn't mean you can't have or do what feels right to you. Like I said, it could just mean you need to adjust or tweak your goal or your choice just a little bit. It doesn't even mean you have to leave one person for another or one job for another. If you change your attitude or raise your vibration, it can change your interaction with people and places and the way you go about doing even a job. But first, you have to be aware of how you're acting now and if you want to make the change. The way you approach it can change everything. Now, the last way that we may know things is just an inner knowingness. My knowingness, I feel, is a combination of intuition and a higher power connection. For me, I just know something's right. I just know when it's time to leave a relationship or a job. (laughs) Once my mom asked me, why I was still in a relationship with someone because they didn't treat me right. Oh, it didn't seem like abuse of any type, but it wasn't the healthiest relationship. And I told her, I knew I had to let go, but I wasn't quite ready yet. My intuition told me I had more to learn before I let go, but I knew it wouldn't be that much longer. I knew the time was fast approaching, but there was just more. And when the time came, it was an easy release because I had learned what I needed to, and it was time to move on. That knowing this was my best friend in that situation, and I wasn't even aware of it until my mother gave me the gift of her question. So today I've talked about how you specifically know how to make a choice or make a decision. I talked about using others as a sounding board, using your intellect to know, using your emotion to know, using your intuition or your spiritual connection to know. Blocks that come up to making those choices and decisions I talked about, and that inner knowingness. Most people use a combination of at least one or two of what I spoke of. Logic, emotions, intuition, higher power, and sounding boards, talking to other people. If you realize how you come to make decisions and make choices, you may find you want to change it up if it's not working for you. My past way was using logic, and then checking it with my emotions, maybe. And then if I still wasn't sure, I asked other people what they thought. I've switched it up for quite a while now. And now I raise my vibration first as much as I can. And then I use my logic, intuition, and the higher power all kind of mixed together. I think I kind of fall back on logic if I'm not quite sure. I wish I could have more connection to that inner knowing what to do so that I don't even have to think about what path or decision to make. But that only works for some things for me. I'm working on that one. If you can be aware how you know what to do, what choices to make, and what decisions to come to, then you have the freedom to experiment with other ways that may make your life a whole lot easier. Thank you for joining me here today. If you'd like to know more about intuitive, spiritual, or life or business coaching with me or Marconic's multidimensional energy, please check out my website at connecttojoy.com. Just like this show, connect the number two, joy. And follow me on Instagram, also at connecttojoy. You can also subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is under my name, Carol DeShane. Until next time, be courageous and reach higher. Just take a breath and take a moment when you need it. Take one step at a time on your journey. Get the help you need and then get out there and find your joy because you deserve it. Thank you for listening to Connect to Joy. If you love the show, 
Make sure you rate, review, and share this podcast. And subscribe so you never miss an episode. Contact the host, Carol DeShane, with questions and comments, ideas for future episodes, or if you would like to become a guest. And remember, transformation is a journey and not an end destination. So be kind to yourself, because you are already enough to have the joyful, limitless life that you desire. <laughs>